welcome one and all to the URG On The Go podcast. I'm your host, DJ Harrington, better known as the cardiologist. This podcast is heard everywhere, and I can't thank all of the people. This is a coast-to-coast podcast. Even though we have, you know, well over 250 people just in the European countries that listen on a regular basis, I want to thank everyone. Please tell your friends about this fastest-growing auto-recycling industry podcast. It's truly the voice of the industry. And, you know, I want to tell all of you, thank you for listening to the podcast because you're going to hear from recyclers who help other recyclers improve their bottom line. And this month, we were happy enough to run into Dalen Zartman. And Dalen was up at the Ohio show, it's a toe show, up in Mason, Ohio. And he was kind enough to come over and sit with us and so I got some questions to ask Dalen, and I can't tell you, Dalen, for the rest of you listeners, this is a guy who spoke at the convention that we held in New Orleans, and he did a phenomenal job. He's with Energy Security Agency. So, Dalen, let me first ask you a little bit. Could you be kind of tell us a little bit about Energy Security Agency for some of the people who, if this is their first time listening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, I'll just give a brief background of myself and how that facilitates my role within yes. Energy Security Agency. Uh, I'm not the head mama, DJ. I'm, I'm, I'm up there, but I'm, I'm not the head mama. I'm the chief operations officer for the Energy Security Agency, um, and I'm a 24-year career veteran of the fire service. Uh, I'm what, what you call a rescue specialist, so there's six disciplines within technical rescue that you can specialize, and that's my, my primary role as a, a firefighter and paramedic so that's um, that's diving and confined space and swift water rescue buildings collapse trench collapse uh, and vehicle machinery and high angle rope rescue we are uh, we about 17 years ago started doing international technical rescue training so we, we travel around the world and teach technical rescue classes and then through that process we stumbled into a, a unique opportunity about seven years ago an, an engineering firm uh, called DNVGL at the time was bidding on a, a massive research project for the state of New York and FDNY. And it revolved around lithium-ion batteries. So they came to us and asked us if we would be the fire specialists that would help them destructively test batteries. Right. And because we are very simple-minded firemen, uh, we said, absolutely, who doesn't want to burn batteries? And, and we had no no concept of how big this, this project was. Um, so f- fast forward from that, what that ended up being was... Um, basically the statewide test for FDNY. Uh, they, they pulled a stop to lithium-ion battery storage systems being put into uh, residential high-rises, commercial structures, right. because at that point in time, nobody had done large-scale destructive fire testing on these. Um, and FDNY was the only mechanism big enough to say, hey, time out. Uh, we, we need more information on these. Dalen, you're a good guy. As far as safety is concerned... What is the biggest myth about the electrical vehicles? 
So I, I think there's some misconceptions. One of them is the, the fear of electrocution. Uh, the fear yes. of electrocution is, is relatively low. Uh, right. we, we never say it's not possible because it is possible, but your injury is much more related to an arc flash injury if you have direct contact with something that's energized on the high voltage side of the system. The other myth I would say, um, it, at least on the fire side and some of the fears, is that it takes 30,000 gallons of water to put these things out. Uh, these can be managed, and, and they can be managed with relatively small quantities of water if they're applied properly and you've got the right support and the right interaction. Um, I'd say the other biggest, probably the one that concerns us the most that most people don't know about is the off-gassing of the batteries. So everybody's aware of the fact that they catch on fire. Um, they're, they're concerned about the possibility of electrocution, but the majority of the end users that interact with electric vehicles are, I would say, largely unaware of the fact that between the period of uh, thermal runaway developing and the battery starting to vent and off-gas and them actually catching on fire, that gas is highly toxic. Um, it's also highly combustible. So it's not just about catching on fire. If we do certain things to uh, apply extinguishers or put blankets on the vehicles at the wrong points in time, then we can build up all those combustible gases, and then when we introduce fresh air, we actually end up with explosions as opposed to fires. Um, so there's some really good data and research coming out all the test sites. That's what drives most of our content. Um, if we flash forward to today, we, we run the world's largest destructive test lab for lithium-ion batteries. So people from all over the world ship us their batteries. We crush them. We penetrate them. We do ballistic tests on them. We overheat them. We overcharge them. Um, and, and this is for just about every major manufacturer of, of batteries, right. uh, all the different chemistries of batteries. So we've got a lot of good data, uh, and then we're actively putting them out. So if you're gonna if you're gonna provide guidance, you know, just like in the tow industry, um, obviously someone who actually tows vehicles every day on a regular basis is going to be a lot more insightful about how to solve problems than someone who doesn't. So exactly. um, because we fight fires on lithium-ion batteries all the time, consistently uh, in, a, in a wide variety of, of methods, um, we've got a lot of good insight. We're, we're just blessed to be able to play with these things on a regular basis. Ben, and this has been real informative. Let me share this with our listeners and ask you this question. After a, a tow and an electric vehicle, you get you get it back to your yard. There has been reports of it catching on fire maybe five or six or seven days later. What can you tell us about stored energy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I guess to describe thermal runaway in a nutshell, uh, thermal runaway occurs when you have three types of abuses. There's physical or mechanical abuse, there's thermal abuse, and then there's electrical abuse. So lithium-ion batteries are really safe and very energy-efficient um, systems um, and technologies until you don't stay in their running lanes, meaning they're designed to operate between this temperature and that temperature. They're designed to handle voltage and amperage between this rate and this rate, and they're designed to uh, stay within their containment unit and not have any kind of contact or impact with anything. So anytime we violate those rules, um, we send the wrong energy input or output at the wrong rate. Anytime we heat them up or cool them down too quickly, we're outside of their designed operating range. And anytime we physically abuse them, crush them, uh, compress them, penetrate them, shear them, that's always going to create a short circuit between uh, 
if you think of it this way, uh, think of two sheets of paper uh, within the battery. Uh, one's called an anode, and the other one's called a cathode. They're different chemistries. Um, they all perform a little bit differently, but they can't touch each other. So when you compromise a lithium-ion battery cell through any of those measures, uh, there's a, a membrane between those two called a separator. And when the separator is damaged, the anode and the cathode touch each other, and you have a short circuit. Inside of a lithium-ion battery, you have an electrolyte gel paste or liquid that has organic solvents in it. Organic solvents are naturally flammable. So as soon as you have a short circuit, you're going to generate heat. You're generating heat with a, a liquid base within the battery that is going to start to boil and build pressure. And then when it builds pressure, it ruptures the lithium-ion battery. Uh, gas vents out of the battery. You typically already have ignition temperature because of the short-circuiting event and the heat event. And then that's what develops or works towards uh, what Wes is calling thermal runaway. And thermal runaway occurs when all that gas actually starts to uh, ignite and, and you have the proper heat source for that individual battery cell to, to, to really start to put off some nasty stuff. Um, as we talked about early, highly toxic, highly flammable, highly combustible. The next phase after thermal runaway is what we call propagation. And that's when one battery cell starts to affect all the other battery cells. So for any of the end users that aren't aware, um, let's just take a Tesla for example. The floor pan of the Tesla uh, does not have one big giant battery pack in it uh, or one big giant battery. That entire floor pan is populated with a series, series of uh, what we either call 18650 or 4000 series batteries. Um, the, and these basically look like AA batteries that are a little bit taller and, and just a little bit bigger diameter. And there are thousands of them in the floor pan. So thermal runaway would be when one of those little batteries uh, actually starts off gas catch on fire, catch the neighbors on fire. And then propagation is when the whole battery tray is, is running and everything's expanding. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to ask Dalen Zartman some more questions. So hang, up, hang with us, listeners, and we'll be right back. Let's talk about axe payments. I've had Sam Avello, the president, of one, on, on one of our old podcasts. Great guy, great company. Axe Payment is revolutionizing payment processing in our industry with their zero-feed processing program. Recyclers all over the country are saying no to credit card processing fees with Axe Payments. As part of their cash discount program, when a customer chooses to pay for a part using their credit card, a convenience fee is added to the customer's purchase price. This small convenience fee completely absorbs all fees associated with credit card payments. No more transaction fees, no more interchange, no equipment fees, no fees, period. The yards that have made the switch only have one regret, that they didn't make the switch sooner. So give Sam and the guys at Axe Payments a call today at 877-429-3729 and press option 1. Or visit them online at getaxepay.com. That's getaxepay.com. Hey, guys, mention I sent you, and they'll even make a donation to the URG Scholarship Fund on your behalf. If you're already a member of URG, let us remind you of the great benefits of being a member. If you're not yet a member, listen up. You'll be surprised at the great benefits available to you. As a member of URG, you have access to a wide variety of business tools, such as our Core Value Program, Urgent Control Center, Salvage Auction, and Auto Part Imaging. That's just to name a few. 
Keep up to date on training with webinars, training videos, online tutorials, and of course, our yearly world-class training conference. This podcast features guests who are experts in their field. So if you're our member, thanks, and we hope you will take advantage of all the features and benefits available to you. If not, we look forward to welcoming you to the family soon. URG, formed by recyclers for recyclers. You've been listening to the URG On The Go podcast. Each and every week, we bring you informative episodes like this one with Dalen Zartman from Energy Security Agency. I want you all to remember to kind of listen, but I want you to tell your friends about it and make us available. Now, we're available on Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartMedia, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, let me go back. <laughs> and my dear friend, Dalen Zarbin. So let's talk about storing an EV. After it's been in an accident, especially for those yards that don't have a lot of real estate. In the places where you don't have that kind of real estate, uh, what barrier isolation is allowed to be um, is, is a three-sided wall, basically. And it can be made of earth, concrete, block, brick, or steel. A lot of the early in, uh, industry partners were using uh, basically dumpsters, uh, you know, roll-off dumpsters that were open-ended. And the problem with those is once an EV catches on fire, that thing is destroyed. So if you spent three or four grand or, or six or eight grand on that container, uh, it's done. Uh, what seems to be the most affordable option for most of the end users is bin blocks. So you just get concrete bin blocks. Right. Those usually run uh, anywhere between 150, 300 bucks a block. They're easy to use and, and move with wreckers. And you just create a three-sided bay that's the same height as the building, uh, wide enough to open both the doors because either the windows need open or the doors need cracked, um, and deep enough for the entire vehicle to rest in there. And then we have a lot of partners that also pour concrete floors uh, with drain reservoirs reservoirs. Super important that everybody knows that if the fire department comes out, these isolation barriers are designed to let the vehicles burn. Uh, if the fire department comes out and they just start flowing water on the car, the runoff uh, from the interaction with the vehicle can be contaminated. So you can end up with basically hydrofluoric acid and nitric acid in your soil sample. We've got three yards in California uh, where they basically made them pull every single vehicle off the yard, scrape off the top six inches of ground soil, and haul all that as away as hazardous waste. Dalen, in closing, your final thoughts and what you offer as far as training goes. Tell our listeners how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, we um, we offer three basic courses: awareness courses, operational level courses, and then technician level courses. Um, our hope and intent is that every tow provider uh, and individual and tow company across America uh, attend at least an awareness course and an operations course. And there's a variety of ways we package those. Uh, one of the ones that we've been doing the most all over the country, West Coast to East Coast, South Coast to North Coast, uh, has been an operations course that's hybrid. And when we say hybrid, that means it's a it's a coming together of, of law enforcement, fire service, and tow operators. Um, when we do these classes, you know, we, we really believe in staying in our lane of expertise. Uh, we don't believe 
believe in, in sitting down with tow guys and trying to dive deep into the technical aspects of, of rigging, loading, and management for the actual transference of the vehicle from ground to the back of the truck. So we've got some great partnerships. Uh, we, we vet all of our towing instructors and make sure that they're reputable, that they understand the curriculum we've had created by tow professional instructors. Um, and then there's always an add-on segment that's specific to that towing group. So we'll work with state-based tow associations. Uh, we work with Erska. Uh, we work with RecMaster. We work with any of those uh, organizations that uh, that want to partner with us and collaborate. And when we do these classes, uh, we come in and we, we discuss in way more depth the standard, all the safety features that you need to be involved in, uh, how to mitigate and manage the hazards associated with EVs. And then we turn the tow audience and all the tow professionals over to the tow instructors and they start jumping into load coefficients and friction and, and why it's important to consider using skates so that you're not overloading your cables, so that you're not ripping out tow eyes, all of the above, um, proper angles, proper rigging applications, how to use your synthetics. And then here's the coolest part about it with the operations class. We bring in cars. So we bring in brand-new Teslas and, and brand-new Toyotas and brand-new Nissans, and everybody gets to interact with how to shut them down and where the shutoff features are. And then we bring in a whole bunch of salvage title vehicles as well, and we let the fire guys learn how to suppress battery fires. Do We, we actually fully extricate these cars, cut them into pieces with jaws of life. Uh, all the tow guys get to go over to the salvage vehicles, and they get to actively tow. Um, we use make sure that all of our tow instructors are using load cells so you can actually see how much force you're generating when you're, you're dealing with a vehicle that's much more heavy uh, than what you're used to. Uh, you know, let's just take a, a Ford F-150, for example. An F-150 versus an F-150 Lightning you're talking about over a 2,000-pound variable between the F-150 and the F-150 Lightning just because of the weight of the batteries. Uh, the new Hummer EV is almost a 10,000-pound vehicle. That's a passenger vehicle that's approaching commercial load capacities. So it's really important to, I, we think, to bring all these forces together, uh, provide opportunities for everybody to work alongside one another and understand one another's one another's needs and all the challenges associated with EVs, uh, and at the same time have a, a really unique and really intensive class that lets you really get hands-on with these vehicles. So, yeah, reach out to us on the website uh, or call our contact number uh, and we'll help work. We've got regional managers all across the country and they'll come right alongside you, help you identify what course is going to work best for your organization. We try to keep them as affordable as possible um, and, and we just really passionately want to get everybody up to speed and working together. So website is energysecurityagency.com. So www.energysecurityagency.com. Uh, the 1-800 number, even if you're not enrolled with us yet, you can still call it's just going to take us a, a little bit of time to get your data entered into the system. And that number is 855-ESA-SAFE. 855-ESA-SAFE. So check us out. Uh, we offer a wide range of classes, uh, awareness classes, operation-level classes, technician-level classes. We have a national deal where we can bring in electric vehicles, uh, both live ones and salvage title ones, so that you can do fire suppression on them, extrication on them, live towing on them, um, any, anything that we need to do in those courses. Um, we provide all that education to partner with tow trainers and tow agencies, both statewide and nationally, to cover those types of, of classes. Um, and you can make them hybrid, kind of like a Tim's class. You can be in cops, firemen, 
Aaron, tow guys, bring everybody you need to bring in. Uh, we work a lot with, with recyclers and auto recycling sites as well. So, Dale, I can't thank you enough for participating right here at the Ohio Tow Show. You've been a good guest, and I can't thank you. And really, the, the noise factor, we want you all to know, we purposely had Dalen come in just before the show opened up. So that's the reason why you hear a little bit of ruffling in the background, because people are just now coming into the show. But Dalen, thank you so much. And listeners, we'll see you next week on URG On The Go podcast. This is DJ Harrington wishing all of you a safe time. <laughs>